With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the top secret, highly secure, soundproof location of the Spurs Insider Podcast, this is our latest edition with Spurs beat writer Jeff McDonald and sports editor of the Express News, Nick Talbot. I am Mike Finger. We are back from the first long leg of the rodeo road trip, and it went over swimmingly, apparently, because Jeff McDonald talked in the last podcast about how 0-8 was a possibility, and that is no longer a possibility. They proved me wrong. (laughs) Uh, Sure. They proved me wrong. In my face. In Jeff McDonald's face. Jeff McDonald predicted that this could be the downfall of the team, and they end the road trip with a resounding, rousing victory at Oklahoma City. Um, up until then, it was not so great. Well, I will give them. I'll give them this. If every game ended after three quarters, that would be a heck of a road trip so far. It. It was something else. Every game they were in position to win, and it just didn't work out. And and just jump right into it. Why? Why do you think that is that they have had so much trouble finishing? I, I, I you know, if I deep deep, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it comes down to the age-old stops on demand. Like, in order to hold on to those leads, you have to get stops. And Mm -hmm. when the other team starts rolling, they don't get them. And then, then, you know, the offense bogs down late, and it's just – that's kind of the way the games go. Like, those last three, four, five minutes, you got to grind out. And if you can't get stops and you can't score points, you tend to lose leads. Expert, eloquent analysis as usual. Like, how do you you explain – why they can't seem to finish those games except for the one in OKC. They're bad at basketball. I mean, that's... If you go back through the years, and and a recurring theme in the secure location, in the newspaper, and with the Spurs year-round is things aren't what they used to be, and that times have changed, and that things that Spurs and Spurs fans took for granted over the years aren't the case anymore. And I think if you go back through the history of the Spurs when they were good, they were behind a lot of a lot of these games in the third quarter. And then the better team, which used to be the Spurs, would turn it on in the fourth, get the stops that you're talking about, make the 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 right decisions on the key offensive positions that you're t- possessions that you're talking about. And it I mean the good teams are better in the fourth quarter. That's the bottom line. The fourth quarter is what matters in the NBA. And the Spurs just haven't been good enough. And I mean, the, where where the team is now, where kind of the whole fan base is now, it's it's understanding this new reality that this isn't probably a playoff caliber team and pro- might not be for a while. And it's not just one or two tweaks away, like a, like a uh, change pop rotations or play this guy more, play this guy less, or make this one trade. It's it's more than a tweak away from being great again. We ha- well, there's was one tweak. We had the just like a uh, dinner time conversation with some people 
Um, what if you signed the big three in their present state and oh, just played yes. them the last five minutes of every game? <laughs> oh, yes. Would you have a better team than you have right now? I don't oh. want to sell out who this conversation was with, but some, certain people said it was crazy. That's fascinating. Like, we had to go through these permutations of this scenario. And so to, to spell it out, I think what we came up with was the current team – as constructed, the San Antonio Spurs play three and a half quarters yeah. of their entire schedule this year. Yeah. And then you bring back 42-year-old Mono Ginobili, 43-year-old Temp Duncan, and what, 30, late 30 Temp Park, Tony Parker yeah. to replace who, whom? That would be the questions, yeah. Let's say you, you, you replace LaMarcus Aldridge with Temp Duncan, DeMar DeRozan, with Mono Ginobili and um, Dejounte Murray with Tony Parker, and you let those you let those three guys <laughs> in their current state play the last five like minutes. Finish of it all, out. Finish all these. Like games. they know how. There's sort of a rhythm to finishing a game, yes. and like a time and score thing, and just and, n- knowing how to do that. And and it's just the last five minutes. And so just, the, just just the last five minutes of every Spurs game so, that, that, that has been played so far this season. What's their record right now, beat writer? They're eight games under five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would they? How many games under five hundred or over five hundred would they be right now? <laughs> I think if, maybe if they'd you be may, five, maybe they'd be five hundred. <laughs> you could argue that they would be better. I could if if, if you're only having Tim play five minutes a game, you got to think he'd be I'm okay. Saying, I'm just watching them like back cut back cut teams to death. Yes. Tim and Tony for and layups. We, and we watched Tim. I'm kind of joking. I'm kind I'm of joking. Not. Kind of joking. We watched Tim. Not. Tim practice. Uh, he he's out there before every game shooting jump like. Theoretically, he's out there working guys out, and he does. Like he's very active. He's an active coach. When I tweeted about this a couple weeks ago, someone said, "Well, he should be working out players. Like he shouldn't be shooting himself." Well, he does that. Yeah. But in between, like working guys out, he's out there just shooting his shots. His like elbow jumpers, and uh, like he's in. I think this is an absurd podcast topic, <laughs> but it's also an absurd we're, podcast we're just, season because we talk about the same stuff every week. I think it's fascinating. I I think okay, if they're eight games under five hundred now. I think they might be four games under five. I, th- I think it would, they would have improved. It, it definitely. I mean, <laughs> hey, if Tom, Tom Brady, people can start throwing four-year contracts at this 42-year-old man to play football, yes. then why can't we throw, you know, Tim Duncan and Manu and Tony a, a bone here let them play five minutes? It'd yes. especially help out on the road if these guys would be willing to go on the road uh, with this whole right. setup, too. I'm yeah. not sure that group would be able to get stops. Like, they'd be defense... Uh, Defensively overmatched at their present ages. That the current roster is but too. The current roster kind of I mean, is too. Yes. I don't know. I don't you know. might not have enough three point shooting. Like for sure, I will say for sure. If you if you sub those three guys into just three random spares, yeah. you know, like oh uh, for sure, like yeah. t- Marco, t- Tim, for, like right, uh, uh, Manu for Marco and Tony for um, uh, uh, Drew Eubanks and. You know, what Tim, you, Tim, Tim for <clears throat> Chemezi Metz. If you could just take those three and organize any closing lineup any way you wanted. Yeah. DeMar, they'd, be, they'd be way better off. DeMar yeah. wouldn't have to shoot free throws in the clutch. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we fixed the problem. Jeez. <laughs> fix the problem. I don't, I don't, I don't know the, what the front office is thinking or what they're doing, just sitting around. I'm not sure Adam Silver will allow this. Why not? You could do that. There's no reason you couldn't do that. Is there, instead of like the two-way player uh, designation, could there be a last five-minute <laughs> player? 
like you can you sign, can, every franchise gets three. You can sign who you want to sign and use them as you want to yeah. use them. There's no law against that. That's true. T- Tim's right there anyway. So why don't just you know just make him a player coach? That's that's been done before. That's true. Player coach is done. I think that I didn't we solved it all. Did Magic try to do that in one of right. the seasons? I can't remember. Podcast over. <laughs> that's it. The, the, We've it, solved it. What this absurd conversation is putting off is more like state of the franchise talk and even more clear now than it was the last time we did this podcast in the secure location um, before the start of this road trip where we were talking about the possibility that they make this run for the eighth seed and that's fine. And I still don't think that's a terrible thing to, to try to win when you can win. I mean, that's the point of sports is to win games. Um, but now it's become even more apparent that that is a long shot. Yes. If we had sound effects, we could play trumpet music here. They're just right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, you're talking about taps. Yeah, we're okay. talking taps here. We're talking taps. I mean, they're not dead yet, but but it, mm. it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, man. It's it doesn't look. I mean, that, that Denver loss was crushing. If you think about it. They go on a ten-game losing st- winning streak. Mm-hmm. They need two other teams to at least go five and five during mm-hmm. that stretch to catch them. Well, just if you, if they just had ten games, but they've got thirty. They got thirty, but they're not going. But the first thing is preposterous. Like they're not going to win ten in a row right. at any point. Right. But even if they were to somehow do that, it is not completely preposterous that over the last thirty games of the season they gain five games on Memphis. That's not. What about Portland? Portland's Portland lost last and, night and is only a game ahead of San Antonio now, something like that. Two games. The yeah. the team in the and in Damian the, Lillard just got hurt. Yeah, in the, five, in the five thirty eight projections, the team that makes it is the New Orleans Pelicans. I was going to say, and you well, got people coming from behind. There's, a, there's a, a couple different five thirty eight projections, but you can go Raptor if we really want to get nerdy. Raptor or Elo, <laughs> but um, Zion Williamson's been what he's supposed to be so I like mean, i preface this by saying that it's it's extremely unlikely but i think that it's they're not it's not out of the realm of possibility to come up with a scenario where they they do okay like the schedule's gonna get easier sort of i mean i guess yeah anyway. i don't want to get sidetracked in this yeah. conversation because let's just it's already as, been going so well <laughs> as a prem as a premise let's just say the spurs aren't going to make the playoffs this year okay probably not okay good premise good premise um what mistakes can you look back on whether it's this year or the past three years that you could point to and say if the Spurs had done this differently things would be so much better I mean it's really only one thing isn't it I mean that's it really comes down to Kawhi which is I mean I mean is that really a mistake it's not a mistake it's just what happened I don't know if you can fix I don't think if they could have fixed it any better that's the problem okay let's let's start with another premise if we accept the premise that Kawhi was leaving no matter what, which I think is probably true. Yes. And we can go back. I don't want to relitigate like 2017 as to how it all fell apart because we've done that to death. Let's just kind of move on from that and say Kawhi was going to leave once things went bad. And, that, and, and he was going to leave once things went bad. And I think what's happened since has made that even more clear that he wanted to be in L.A. all yeah. along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he went and wanted to. Uh, ring in Toronto where they bent over backwards for him and he still went to LA. Toronto's still a heck of a team. They are. So let's just, okay, two premises. The Spurs aren't going to make the playoffs and Kawhi was going to leave no matter what. In between those two things, what do you think the Spurs screwed up? I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, they would have done better to pull the plug on the Kawhi relationship 
quicker than they did. Correct. I agree. In in yes. but in the moment they, that would have been absurd. They would have gotten. You pointed this out before. They would have gotten relentless criticism for how can you give up on Kawhi this early? How can you? Why don't Why don't you hold on to him longer to get a better deal? If If things are really that bad, get more than whatever they would have gotten for him at the time. Which like Brandon Ingram was never offered from the Lakers. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown weren't offered from the Celtics. I mean, not at that time, no. Not at that. I mean, you're talking way, 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 way early when those guys, mm-hmm. those names were thrown out there. So. Yeah, I mean, and then the, the flip side of that, the people say, is, oh, you should have held on to Kawhi longer and waited to trade that's him at the trade deadline idea. last year. And that also would have been that's problematic. T- that's, that's the worst idea I've heard. The, I, I can see the reasoning to why people say that is you you could have held out for a better deal, but I don't think it's gonna his his stock is going to go up if he's not into playing, which he wasn't into playing. And then if you hold him off for the trade deadline, what we're talking about last year, the trade deadline, New Orleans is selling Anthony Davis at the same time, so then you got competition. I, I think the point in that I'm going, trying to... going into that season, Kawhi was not going to play for the Spurs. Correct. So at that point, if you're talking about that trade deadline, he's yes. played nine games in a season and a half. Right. What are you going to get for a guy that no one knows if he's even healthy? Right. Like it's Correct. it's just it's just a bad idea. My point with this is not to say that the Spurs handled this perfectly. I think right. I think that they could have traded him sooner. Um, or they could have waited a little longer to see if they got something better than the Toronto package. No, neither of those um, theories are are just outlandish. But I think what we've figured out is that they were kind of just doomed either way. And that nothing they could have done would have them in a dramatically different position today than they are today. Yeah. It's really hard to play hindsight here because they won 47, what, 47 games last year, right? And you, right. And you extend the playoff streak. 48. 48. Yeah. And you extend the playoff streak, and that's what you want to do, and you yeah. bring back everyone yeah. plus DeJounte Murray. Correct. Except for Davis Bertans, obviously. You wouldn't think he'd be that big of an impact, but. Right. And you go, you. so the only mistake really made is not tearing it down at the trade deadline and starting to rebuild when. Right. right before the All-Star break. I don't think they've made that many missteps outside of the Bertans thing. I, I think some things that are fair, because uh, people say, oh, we, we give we, uh, the Spurs too much of a benefit of the doubt, and we, we act like they're infallible. They're not infallible, obviously. They've made some mistakes. Like, would you go back and take the Clippers deal? Sure, there's some validity to that. Like, take the I think the, the package offered before the draft – in 2018 was Tobias Harris and their two first-round picks for Kawhi. Yeah, in first... retrospect, yeah, sure. That that might have been better. I mean, get... I'm kind of fine. Yeah. That's fine. Like, like they the Clippers ended up trading up again to get Shade Gilgis Alexander, who's a good mm-hmm. player. Like, they would, the Spurs wouldn't have got him with that pick, but they would have had the means to have gotten him, I guess. The other lottery pick didn't turn into much. No. Um, Tobias Harris is kind of like a, a poor man's DeMar DeRozan in a way. Like, he's he's a fine guy to have around, but he's not um, going to be the centerpiece of a championship team. Like, it's if you want to say the Spurs could have taken a different deal, I'm not going to argue with you. Sure, that's fine. If, if you want to argue, like Nick just said, and what I've mentioned in print before, that it's perfectly reasonable to argue that last week, meaning right before the trade deadline, that the Spurs could have taken whatever they could get for DeMar DeRozan 
especially considering how the games went immediately following that when they fell farther and farther out of the playoff race. That's fine, but like you weren't going to get a future all-star and a lottery pick for DeMar no. DeRozan nope. last week. Nope. You were going to get a roster filler plus maybe a first-round pick from a really good team, meaning which is 27, 28, 29, yeah. something like that. Which, if you want to argue, yes, they should have taken that. That's fine. I'm yeah. not going to call you stupid for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. But none of these moves put off the inevitable, which is that the Spurs aren't going to make the playoffs, probably aren't going to make the playoffs this year, might not make the playoffs anytime soon, and that they are going to have to go through what every other franchise in the league eventually goes through, which is a rebuild. Um, anything to add so far? No, no, I don't. No, I think the uh, <laughs> the time to rebuild, like if you say you trade him to Marta Rosen, I think you also have to trade him Lamarcus because it's only because he doesn't free enough salary cap relief. We've talked about that before. So then you got to pair Lamarcus up, and then it's just well, it's, it's just like a snowball going downhill, and you have to do it either at the trade deadline, and then you have to work on the off season too, and you really have to commit to like this is over. That's yeah, that's all. That's true. I think when we do get into this real rebuild, what Spurs fans are going to be uh, surprised about is that cap space in San Antonio is probably worthless. And we've seen that over the like the like the who only, are you going to sign? The only, no one is coming here. The only guy that they've ever signed that was a coveted free agent that that other teams in the league wanted, high profile, was Lamarcus Aldridge. And it's not just San Antonio. I mean, right. Portland's never signed a right. great free agent. Mm-hmm. New Orleans doesn't sign free agents. It's a small market thing. Right. You're not cap space is basically worthless unless yes. you're going to use it to. Trade like Atlanta's had cap space forever, yes. and and I would argue that among NBA players, Atlanta is a more desirable location than they San Antonio. They signed Paul Millsap yeah. back in the day, um, I think. So let's, I guess, trans- transition into this whole topic of what to do with the roster. I think it's fair to say – w- I'll just put it like this. I would be surprised if both LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan are on the roster next year. Yes, I think that's yes. a fair um, assumption. And what you do with that, like, again, getting to what you just said, it's not like you just take that cap space and then turn it into a star. For one thing, there's stars aren't available this summer. For another, it's just not that. I mean, you have to – just because you have the space doesn't mean that a star comes here. So it, it's, it's a re- – and that's why – I'm sidetracking myself. But that's why the idea of of extending LaMarcus a couple of years ago and even like extending Pau Gasol, which was yes. bad. It was bad. Like they didn't get anything out of Pau Gasol. It was, but it didn't but hurt anything, really. That's been my point all along is that money did not prevent them from going to sign Chris Paul or LeBron James or whoever. Like those guys weren't coming. Those what the two, spur- two things can be true. A contract can be bad, which mm-hmm. the Pau Gasol contract was bad. And at the same time, that contract did not really hurt you that badly because it's not like that money would have been used better elsewhere. A contract that was just raked over the coals as being horrific was the Patty Mills one, and that's actually turned out to be okay. I mean, it's good that he's on the team right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's like one, it's good that he's on the team. He's been one of the better players for, but yeah. for a lot of reasons. Right. But for it, a lot of re- like he like once you're around it and you realize his little happy-go-lucky act isn't an act, and yeah. it's yeah. kind of keeping some things together. And he probably could have got. I mean, that's probably they probably overpaid for him, but it didn't cost them really anything to overpay exactly. him. What the Spurs have figured out that it's it, what what they're not going to be able to spend cap space. What they can do is spend money on their own on their own guys to, to keep them here. Rudy Gay, yep. you know, on down the line. I, n- none of this. I can hear people 
our listeners. Um, I thought this was soundproof. How can you hear anything? <laughs> well, I can hear in my mind's eye. I, 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 I have this sense of, of what the our li- we have we have. When Ringo's back, he can talk to his man on the street about this. Oh, by the way, Ringo is braving the cold, uh, snow, uh, hellacious uh, polar mm-hmm. vortex in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, he's off to the All Star th- game. I thought he was auditioning to be Willie's drummer. <laughs> That's sad. Um, no, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Um, when did it happen yesterday? Like, how long do you want me to wait? The Ringo is not here. Also, while we're we're cleaning up some administrative stuff, it's been several podcasts since I mentioned that everyone should go subscribe to oh, the Spurs yeah. Nation newsletter. The whole point of this thing. Yes, and and subscribe to the Express News. Go to expressnews.com. Do all the stuff. That gets you more information well, about be, this be specific. team. specific. What stuff? You're being very vague right now. I said subscribe to the Spurs Nation newsletter. It's just two things. Go to expressnews.com. Pick up the newspaper. Always to... Acost co- Ringo on the street. Acost Ringo on the... Ringo is the man on the street. Acost him on the street. Always to find out more about this franchise that is plummeting oh, to you, its death. You can, t- you, can, you can tweet me also. <laughs> don't do not do tweet me. No, don't. don't do that. Do not do, tweet me. I intentionally don't. did not mention that. <laughs> Uh, if you see just a random homeless-looking guy carrying a polar pop in San Antonio, wearing like uh, looking disheveled and and looking down at his phone angrily, like don't approach him. Homeless? Oh. I'm too fat to be homeless. <laughs> That's true. Um, anyway, where where were we going? I don't the- know. You're the one that had to sell product. Well, it's kind of the point of the thing. Like we're we're this podcast is overwhelmingly successful. It might just be dirty data. I re, I'm aware of that, but you know we're that, that's we're 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 trying to make this a success and and supporting the newsletter expressnews.com. Um, the Spurs, those guys, those guys, the Spurs. Uh, please, please. Just interject here, Jeff, because I completely lost my <laughs> train of thought. Um, the Spurs are not good. Let's talk about Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Oh, Let's not talk about Lonnie Walker. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Okay, we're back. And we're back. <laughs> it's 3.33 in the a.m. And you're listening to Perspectives. <laughs> the idea of tanking. Oh, yeah, okay. It really... Number one, people t- don't understand what that word means. I'll let you introduce this, and I'll add my thoughts later. Well, well, I, well tell me where we're going with this. Just talk about tanking. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very good interrogator. Mm-hmm. Another talk about question. I feel like I dominate the podcast too much, and I want to let you uh, take over here. Well, I think, for one thing, people uh, tend to misdefine what it is. They just think it's losing. Like, every time, they'll just say, the Spurs should tank. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not what it means. And it doesn't even mean like the thing you're talking about, the trade deadline. If they trade mm-hmm. DeRozan for something, I don't call that tanking either. Mm-hmm. Like tanking is is like legitimately, it's a front, it's not an on-court decision. It's a, it's a front office decision to Correct. tear down everything, purposely lose games, mm-hmm. and try to get the best pa- draft pick uh, you can possibly get. And I, 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 don't, I don't think the Spurs, I don't think a, there's really a history of a lot of teams doing that. Can I ask a question right now in the middle of this? Is it a talk about question? Uh, yes. Oh, crap. In the past three decades okay. of the NBA, talk about how many of the teams that won championships 
actually employed the front office tanking uh, strategy that you described. Okay, look, I, I would say I, it's zero. I can't. I was going to say I can't go through all thirty off the top of my head, but I'm going right. to say it's zero. Now, this is where people don't define tanking right because some people will say that the Spurs tanked to get Ten Duncan, and right. I would say that well, they did not. They didn't. They well, did not. Didn't the 76ers kind of admit they were tanking? Yes. I mean, they called it the process. But so they that's have not won. won a title. Oh, they have not won a title. And, and have, they may not. And yeah. things have gone really badly with, for Philly. When, they, the, when people bring up Philly as this example of this wise idea of accumulating draft picks and losing on purpose and, and turning a bad team into a contender, if that's your model, it's a freaking horrible model. It's actually worth they, they, they started this in 2012. They started losing games on purpose, and they were winning like 10 games a year. They were losing 60 games. It was miserable. Fans were leaving in droves. The arena was empty. Everybody hated it. And there was this promise that we're going to have all these draft picks and that title teams are going to come. As a result of this, they made one trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the only time since 2012 that they have been past the second round of the playoffs. One time. And, And... if you check in now, like fans are booing Joel Embiid at home, like things mm. they're still upset after all of this, and and if you go down a list of of teams that have stockpile draft stockpiling draft picks is a good thing. It's a good thing. Like I'm not going to argue with that. It, it's better to have more first round picks than fewer first round picks, but they they guarantee nothing. Sacramento had like 12 lottery picks in 11 years, and they're still terrible, and and so. I'm not arguing with the fact that sometimes chasing the eighth seed kind of is pointless, but it's not like it's it's preventing the franchise from retooling. Like you can still just make a an effort to to win game. Like the point of this to win games. Go ahead and win, try to win games, and if you don't, like the consolation prize is you don't get the eighth seed and you get your lottery pick, and then you go from there. I, it, it's People think that it's this like either or uh, proposition of either you're going for the eight seed or you're going to get the first pick in the draft. You're going to get to become Memphis and get Ja Morant with the second pick in the yeah. draft. There's more than one option there. You could fall in the middle, and and most teams do fall in the middle. Anyway, I mean, here's another thing that is not taking, but is something that can happen that I wouldn't be surprised at or uh-huh. upset about. But once you get to the point where and maybe the Spurs front office isn't there right this second, but in a mm-hmm. week or two where you're like, this is done. We're not making the playoffs. Right. You know, play your young guys. I think that's going to happen. Give, yeah, yeah. Give, them, give them more time and, and, and don't care about winning or losing. Right. You know, and that's, that's not tanking either. Right. And I'm, I'd be fine with that. But the, what, when, you, when fans say tank, I always have to ask, you know, what you mean by that? When, when, <laughs> when, when, when it... I, I think that's what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, months, until the end of the season. Is I think you're going to see more. You're probably eventually going to see Keldon Johnson. I think play. we're definitely going to see some Keldon Johnson time. You're going to see more. You've already seen more Lonnie Walker. You've already I seen. I think there's an outside shot. We might see some Luca time if it gets to the sure. Point. That wouldn't be a terrible thing. But also, there's this idea that you're wasting this season if Luca and Keldon Johnson are not playing in the NBA, and that's not entirely accurate no. because one thing 
I've noticed about the developmental league is that's where a lot of developing goes on in the developmental league. Well, that's not called that anymore. Uh, it's, 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 it's called the G League. Some people still call yeah, it developmental. It's where a lot of Gatorade goes on. <laughs> yeah. But the the point is that you can develop in both ways. Yes. And, and yet, sure, it it would be great to see Keldon Johnson and Luca and those guys play some in the NBA this year. But it's not like this season has been a waste for them. In in some ways, yeah, they've, they've, been, they've been getting what. Uh, Lonnie Walker and Bren Forbes and all those guys down the line, DeJounte Murray got out of that G League year. So, sure, you can get a little bit of both. And for those who say play the young guys more, I think it's going to happen naturally. I do. And that when we look back, when we're in the secure location, if it still exists, you know, a year or two from now, we look back at what the 2019-2020 season was all about. I don't think we're going to be saying, wow, the Spurs are screwed now because Keldon Johnson only played in five games instead of 82. I, I, yeah. I just don't think that that's going to be the, all, all the woe is me, sky is falling. You know, the, the Spurs are screwing everything up with the way that they're doing this year now. I, I, sure, they might be making a mistake here and now. Like we talked about the trade deadline with DeMar DeRozan, that might prove to be a mistake, but it's not a, like a franchise altering mistake. Like people don't want to hear it, but it's going to be bad for a while and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. All right. All right. This is the feel-good the, podcast. The one thing for hope there. that Spurs fans could hang on to is this team does usually draft better, and now they're going to be drafting higher. Yeah. So, I mean, all these Sheldon so Johnson and Their G League team is going to rock Yeah, that G League team is going to be very good, although, <laughs> you know, with Pop gone, that, may, that strategy may disappear a little bit, mm. but if he does retire. But I, if this team does draft a little bit okay, better. Okay, here's another thing I want to clarify. Even if Pop stays around forever... It, like if Pop had Zion Williamson this year, he's not sending to the exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's sending guys that aren't clear contributors right away right. and ha- have some things they can work on. But if Pop's around, and they they draft a a top ten talent. He's going to be playing. He wanted to play Lonnie Walker last year. Yeah. If you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they drafted him right, and then Lonnie Walker got hurt and it slowed everything down. But it's like Pop wasn't intent on sending Lonnie Walker directly to the G League. When he started, keep bringing up Lonnie Walker. Like you want me to talk about Lonnie Walker? Oh goodness, no! You want to? You want to talk about Lonnie Walker? I th- we we got to keep the streak going. We're almost unfair <laughs> in how much we talk about I Lonnie know. Walker because he's a good kid. He's a fine player. Too much is made about him. I think he's he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, in Oklahoma City, they um, we're, we don't have to sit up in the rafters. We get to uh-huh. sit like on like where you can actually see stuff and hear uh-huh. stuff, uh-huh. which is a, is rare in today's NBA now. Correct. And again, everything you said about Lonnie Walker is right. Like, you should be playing and blah blah blah. But you can see sometimes why. Like, what are you? Yeah. Like there was a they they call a timeout. Pop calls a timeout, sets up something. Mm-hmm. They go out there and Lonnie's clear on the wrong end of the floor, and Pop has to run out there and yell at him. Like I just told you. And so it's those little kind of brain lapses that that like that's why you're not he's not starting and playing 35 minutes a night. And you can understand why a coaching staff would want to use playing time as a means to teach those lessons. And Pop didn't pull them out of the game. He just right. ripped them. Right. But that's just that's sort of the thing that maybe fans don't see watching on television. Because if I had been sitting up in the rafters, I'd have seen Pop yelling. I wouldn't know really what he was yelling at. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't know. But being right there, you could see, oh, Lonnie came out of timeout. They were trying to inbound to him, and he was at the other end of the floor. The listeners don't care about this, but one thing that I find highly amusing in today's NBA, um, the reason that that reporters like Jeff McDonald have been moved upstairs is so so teams can 
can put more fans down below mm-hmm. and you know fans that glitzy understandable the, the the high dollar fans i mean those but, are the most expensive right, seats is where those, we used to sit yeah. but what i find highly amusing about today's nba is where are some of our best seats like the staples center in <laughs> yeah. in la where yeah. it's nothing but movie stars and they could charge way 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 more yeah. for their seats yeah. and, and like in san antonio and cleveland is, are where you're highest yeah because they need to save those glamour seats for the for the rich and powerful of of Cleveland, Ohio. They it's need the it's money funny more. to me. I suppose you could argue they need the the money more. I think you're probably. I think you're probably. You're probably. You know, right. they don't. They, you know, the, the, Lakers. the Lakers will survive whether Jeff Garland shows up or not. My friend Jeff Garland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that was kind of funny. We ran into Harvey Weinstein at the <laughs> Staples Center. He he does resemble Harvey Weinstein. I heard, for those I heard of, that. For those of the, for those people who are outraged at what Jeff just said, that was a joke on the show that Jeff stars in. Curb your enthusiasm. I'm not on that show. Uh, Jeff Garland stars in that show. Um, anything else? How, how did you think of the Oscars? We're wrapping up. The Oscars? Uh-huh. You said when we walked into the secure location that you wanted to talk about the Oscars. I wanted to predict the outcomes. Okay, right. go ahead. Uh, yeah. He doesn't even know what won. It's, nope. Nope. Anyway. A parasite? Parasite did win. Yeah. How would you uh, work that into a Spurs uh, game story this year? I don't want to. What am I, the answer man? Who is the parasite? Anyway, that we are we are over the 30-minute mark. That We kind of are ending with a thud, as we often do here in the secure location. It's appropriate for this season. We hope that Ringo is keeping warm in Chicago All-Star Weekend. We are going to probably take a week off, as the rest of the Spurs are doing, because there will be no games for the next week, and there's nothing else to talk about unless you want to hear Jeff talk about the parasite again. The parasite. <laughs> Uh, next week we will be back once the rodeo road I'm the trip. only one that can call my kids that <laughs> that's what I was there for. we go <laughs> there it is uh, we will be back once the rodeo road trip probably has concluded on the back half of the all-star break until then hope everybody takes care of each other and continues to keep it real